0: You know, we're into starting tonight, the season of Advent, and it's a time of preparation. It's a time of watching and waiting. And I had to ask myself this week, can we ever completely be ready? Um, And I don't think we can. I don't think we can completely be ready for anything. Let me give you some examples. I was ordained a priest in 1982. He wasn't even dreamed about at that time. No offense, okay? my first assignment was the cathedral and as the one of the associates at the cathedral I also was the catholic chaplain at home hospital which meant I went in and did all of the anointings all of the baptisms that were necessary the communion calls things like that because when I was first ordained lay people still weren't allowed to give out communion the priest gave communion at all the masses and so it was one of those things I was 26 years old. I had to wing it a lot, and I just kept smiling at people, you know, and if you smile, people think you know what you're doing and it's okay. But but I I made it through it, and then my second assignment was the bishop took me in on Easter Sunday, okay, Easter Sunday, and he said, hey, you have a teaching license, don't you? And I said, yes, I do, and he said, good, I'm going to move you out to the high school. You're going to stay at St. Mary's at the cathedral, but I want you to work all your days at the high school. And I said, okay, I can do that. And I'm thinking, this is going to be easy because I've been a teacher before. And then the next year, one year later, he said to me, hey, um, I'm going to keep you at the high school. I want you to help out on the weekends at the cathedral. But he said, we're going to move the junior high out to the high school and you're going to be in charge of moving it out there and you're going to be the new administrator. I remember thinking, they keep giving me more jobs, no more pay, you know, but more jobs. And, but, I, but I loved it. But I remember as we were getting ready for the kids for the next year when the junior high was coming out, if all of the kids from St. Boniface and if all of the kids from St. Lawrence came, we would have 95 kids in the junior high. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that's okay. We'll hire four teachers. We could do this. We could do this. Um, long story short... On the, about two weeks before, we were up to 106 kids, and we knew that's all we were going to get, because we'd called everybody, we'd talked to everybody, we'd sent out letters, we'd sent out schedules, we had down payments, And by golly, on the first day of school, we had a kid walk in. And I remember thinking. You get everything planned and everything the way you want it. And I'm kind of panicking a little bit. And my secretary, Kathy, said, Oh, Michael, it's so good that you're here. Come over here. I've got your schedule. And I thought, how could you have somebody's schedule? We had everybody's name. And what she had done was she had just printed his name on a schedule and handed it to him. He never knew that we weren't ready for him. And I sat back and I looked at her and I said, You are amazing because he never knew. Now, sometimes you're going to fall through the cracks, sometimes you're not. But as we start going through life and we start looking at all of these things, we realize that Advent is about the beginning of preparation for our life. I'm going to tell you a couple of things about this Advent. I can promise you certain things. You're going to be baking Christmas cookies. You're going to burn some. It's not the end of the world. The end of the world is if you're baking them and you don't bring some to the priest. Okay? Okay? Um, but you know, things like that happen. We're gonna burn cookies. You're gonna have all the lights up and they're gonna be beautiful. And then right in the middle, of the main strand is going to go out. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. You know, I can guarantee you on Christmas Day, Santa is gonna have left a gift at the North Pole. It just happens. I can remember one time at my home that um, one of my nieces said that wasn't the gift I asked for. And their mother said, well, I think it was, honey. and She said, it was not, and she just had a meltdown. So they took the gift and they said, well, put it over here and we'll make sure that Santa gets the right one. And about an hour later, she said, I'd like to play with that one. And my sister-in-law said, you can't play with it. If we're going to send it back and get the other one, she said, that was the one I really, really wanted. You know, it all settles itself if we don't overreact. Christmas cards are going to be lost. You're going to not hear from somebody you think you should hear from. It doesn't really matter. There's going to be Christmas carolers that can't sing. Now that does get on my nerves, I will tell you that. Because if you don't have a gift, don't say you have it and use it, okay? But it's the beauty of it, okay? We've come together to celebrate something and everything will fall in its place and everything will be great if we just remember this. The only reason we're having Advent is so that we can have Christmas. And Christmas was God's sign that he loved us so much that he sent his son to die on a cross and to redeem us. So burnt cookies, lost Christmas cards, wrong gifts really don't matter when we're talking about life eternal and the perfect gift that God gives to us.